0: Welcome to the X-Men Files, a podcast where Inessa and Brian talk about the X-Men comics. He's reading them again as an adult, she's reading them for the first time. So grab your back issues out of their Mylar bags, let's talk about the greatest comic book series ever, the X-Men. And we're back, I'm Brian.
1: And I'm at
0: And you are not giggling, and you're not gonna. I'm not, you're not I going even, to start. I
1: didn't even realize that we had started.
0: That this is. Uh, I think that I figured it out. Um, I can't tell you that I'm recording room tone. Uh, you, you're, you're, you're kind of breathing heavily there in the room. Not, n- not like in any kind of sultry way. I <laughs> think you're just I was
1: reading a text.
0: Um. Uh, oh. Oh.
1: No. I mean, what, what sort of text are you reading? I'm reading? A text from my sister, you weirdo.
0: You're the person who 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 was who was breathing I mean, weird. I almost want to. I almost want to start over now. Should we start over?
1: I don't know. No, you're fine.
0: Okay, fine. Let's carry on. Uh, well, it's cold mm-hmm. in the Cludio, is uh, what I was going I guess, to say. Yeah, it's um, really it's very cold, Cludio, uh, and that's why. Yeah, and also you're uh, you just got done eating a truffle.
1: I did just get done eating a truffle. Oh, it's kind of just okay.
0: The truffle. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I'm going to eat one too now, uh, yeah. but might not be looking forward to it. What I am looking forward to though is talking about uh, talking about Wolverine. Yeah, fun. Do do we want to recap, or do do we want to like real quick anecdote about about this this week's issue?
1: You can do an anecdote.
0: The anecdote is (laughs) uh, so you are holding in your hands a physical copy of Wolverine. It is the Wolverine facsimile edition.
1: Yep, super fun. My first ever actual comic book, and 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 I have comments.
0: You have comments on on like the the, the gift that uh, that some real nice person got for you, or, I have or the comic itself.
1: On the comic itself,
0: uh, oh, and d- questions. Okay, fire away. So
1: it was fun reading it in yeah. like on real paper.
0: Yeah. Although, I, although quickly, when you say real paper, that is not remotely the kind of paper that was on when I first got it. Right. Of it was
1: it. more like newsprint. Right.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the, this is actually a, a pretty high quality paper.
1: Yeah, yeah so it was fun reading it in, you know, on something that I could hold in my hand. It was super, super, super fun, but also kind of weird to see like the ads that were right. that were in here, yeah, the ads and, are um you know, it's like you curious to know which
0: ones you're you're gonna talk about because like we could we could talk a lot about the ads
1: there was so there were two ads that I had comments on,
0: okay, only two.
1: well, I mean, I had comments on it, but whatever. It was like one of them with the bubble yum, so it's like you're reading, and there's this sort of dramatic moment, and then it's like on the facing page now bubble yum is super yum <laughs> like it just felt really weirdly interruptive i mean in
0: well in bubble yum brain. being super yum i think that that is kind of um it, that feels like a sort of a headline event <laughs> did it take you out of it like, it like wolverine's bit. about to okay yeah, it did yeah. seeing
1: see, having the ads maybe because i was curious about the ads and i sort of paid attention to them right um, right
0: you felt like they were part of the narrative. Yeah, <laughs> you to, um, like
1: you know, and maybe if I yeah. write them all the time on on paper, I would not have paid as much attention. Right. Um,
0: Crazily, because I, I'm looking at it because like the facsimile edition is also on Marvel Unlimited. There, when you get like one page at a time, that that I'll, I'll mm-hmm. kind of uh, um, flip through it. Yeah. That bubblegum ad is right in your fucking yep. face. <laughs> <laughs> <And> <laughs> I mean, it's like, here whoa, too, yeah. yeah. But weirdly, I, I think something about yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, it's like it's on both, but somehow. Um the physical copy, I, I, I guess maybe I can like tune it out a little bit more. Yeah. Like it never takes up 100% of my field of vision. Yeah,
1: maybe like I said, maybe it was just because these are like funny old ads, and so yeah. I wanted to stop to read them. And if I just saw them in the my regular reading yeah. of it, I would not have paid attention. The other ad that I noticed was the very first page, the Cracker Jack one. Yeah, um, you know, sort of reminds me of like the the little girl. Um, lego ad from okay you know i, I feel Which like one? children like children's things and children's to- toy things have you know despite all of our like uh yeah. wokeness have actually gotten more gendered okay since we were kids so like if you look in the cracker jack ad it's like boys and girls talking about baseball
0: and exactly and it's not and, a big deal. Uh, you know yeah. but
1: like at the time it would have not seemed notable but somehow now it actually is like I I noticed it, yeah, yeah. you know that there are that there are little girls in that ad because now like it feels like no matter how much everyone talks about things being, you know, gender neutral, everything feels loads more gendered in the children's space.
0: Uh could be. Yeah. I'm going to come
1: back. <laughs> I, and we don't have I, No, 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 no. Because
0: I, I, yeah. I totally want to talk about that. Um, but, but I need to tell you, like, the speed bump that I hit when I look at this ad.
1: But then I have a question, too.
0: Th- that's cool. Yeah. Um, happy to... So, like, Hank Aaron gets a uh, yeah. you know, celebrity endorsement uh, yeah. for Cracker Jack. Um, but also, like, the very first panel... Uh, no one would mistake me for a sports fan right uh oh, having said that I, I i'm aware enough like i know who hank Aaron is yeah. i mean you know hammer and hank but uh, and i even know the name ernie banks yeah. so like i see ernie banks no brooks robinson was the best name for- who the fuck <laughs> is brooks <laughs> yeah, robinson because I've it's like um a uh, steve made up name
1: <laughs> Urson. <laughs>
0: it's just okay so uh, um yeah, gendered ads um, I don't remember the Lego ad that you're referring to. I know that the Lego items, like, the, you know, the Lego Friends thing, I think they're pretty unabashed. This is a Danish yeah, company. Yeah,
1: now they are. Fucking but like, Scandinavia. There was, there was some Lego ad from, like, the 80s where it was, okay. like, some of them had a boy and some of them had a girl, and there was, like, more Legos as just, like, plain construction blocks, right, you know, right. not so much, like, as to make a specific thing with a specific pattern okay. that was targeted towards a specific... Yeah, kind of child, yeah. you know. Uh, I mean,
0: it's been not that long ago since Target got rid of the girls' toys, boys' toys aisle. Yeah. Bearing in mind, these were these were not sex toys.
1: Yeah, but <laughs> I mean... Boys the, toys. It, uh, but, seeing, but, but honestly, but yeah. like, uh, I mean, yay Target. Yeah. But, like, really all they got rid of is their, like, colorful pegboard. Like, the toys no, no, no. Yeah, are yeah, definitely, still definitely. all incredibly gendered and labeled with, you know, the girl toys no, no, I, themselves I agree. are still pink. Now they're just not hanging on a fucking pink wall. No, no.
0: I, I, mean, I mean, Target it was doing the bare minimum there. Yeah. But, I mean, really, it's more like, I mean, it's a bit like saying, hats off Alabama for getting rid of slavery. Um, <laughs> you know, so, so Target, like, oh, wow, they, they finally stopped reinforcing what the manufacturers and their marketing departments are trying to impress upon society right, right, right. um well done yeah, good job,
1: good job <laughs> i don't know
0: that they're yeah. Yeah, i don't know that they're going uh, taking it any further than that the items that they have for sale are still uh, incredibly generous right yeah. right
1: so my question that sucks. my question is yeah. when you were a kid and you would uh-huh. get this this thing this yeah and, and by the
0: way my brother had this actual not not this one i was like had this you know had the um you know you know the the spinner rack right. version of the thing yeah so
1: you so you're you open it up and you read the Cracker Jack thing and you're like I,
0: well, well i don't read the Cracker Jack thing i skip it.
1: right past it skip i mean, right I, past mean the Cracker Jack I mean thing. i mean i okay. mean i will i
0: will disappoint
1: hold
0: on some crackerjack marketing execs who are long since dead but no, I would never read the fucking Crackerjack. All think. right, so
1: you get to the to the Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, that I would actually read. Okay, yeah. and you read it, and you're like, <laughs> yeah. "Yes, I also I want the catalog." Right. So, do you cut up your comic book to send the th- fuck no? You don't. No. Does anybody? Maybe. So, I don't know. like, they have a lot of these in here. Yeah. Where you're supposed to cut something um. out. And send it. So did did people actually no do no that? no? That,
0: you don't have to cut it. Like, they've got an address, and they're telling you like what what information you want uh, you know they want from you? Yeah.
1: Right, to. I mean, I guess, but like the official ballot, if you want to cast an official ballot for the Cracker Jack thing.
0: Oh fuck that! No, they, no. Then they no. want you to
1: cut it out, and there were others too that like. Oh, they could, yeah, they can fuck to, straight off with that. Uh, but like, did um, other kids? Was that just you because you're sort of fastidious, or like did other kids?
0: I couldn't say. I, well, maybe they did. The fact that I'm speculating here should suggest to you that I don't know any kid who ever did that.
1: Yeah, four free issue subscription certificate. Yep. Nope. You know, but then you got to cut. You know, the back of what's his name. It's yeah. not like everyone had a copy machine at home that they no, could make a no, photocopy they did not. of it. So anyway, that was, um, I was when I was in
0: high school, uh, my mom had a franking machine.
1: Yeah for mail. Yeah. yeah.
0: Do you do you want to do like metered postage? Yeah, 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 if you funny. wanted to do like date shit or like or what, what I just like the opposite. Like if you wanted to get your absentee ballot in with a yeah. postmark from a week ago. Yeah.
1: You could not do that. You it's totally actually, you totally could. When I worked in a place that had I know it's mail fraud. It it's a like, federal crime. It was all locked down. You couldn't fuck around with it. Uh
0: somehow this thing you've, yeah, you you could you could doctor the uh uh the postmark on that. Hmm.
1: An atlas body in 7 days.
0: Seven days. Yeah. The thing- Jesus, Standard that's that's a I juice think. cleanse. I think that's what that is. Uh, do we want to recap this yeah, before-, before? I mean, I, I I don't want to cut you off. No, no, was that, that was your question. That was my okay. question.
1: Is like, did kids actually cut up their comic books to send in, you know, things
0: to send in things? Like, I, Grit, I don't think so.
1: Grit magazine or whatever. Grit.
0: Yeah, that's weird. Grit that's- will
1: help you start your own business.
0: The crazy thing about. Like, Grit, and there's another one there, like, Mr. Universe or Mr. whatever. The way that they're trying to enlist, like, 10- and 11-year-olds in their multi-level marketing shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, Grit is some weird newspaper that, like, like the kids have to buy it, then they sell it. Yeah. Kind of shit. Yeah,
1: weird.
0: Uh, did you ever see that Andy Griffith episode where uh, Opie gets involved, <laughs> gets involved in a involved
1: multi-level?
0: No. <laughs> this is totally true. And and it's one of those where you can easily see this happening, like, in yeah. the 50s and whatever. So there's this thing – there's, like, this miracle salve. Yeah. Uh, I know this because you're going to hear the word salve <laughs> <laughs> pronounced, yeah. uh, you know, you're uttered, like, 50 times over the course of this episode.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so, like, Barney gets involved in one of the, the funniest goddamn exchanges on Andy Griffith. By the way, the Andy Griffith show is hilarious. I love the Andy Griffith okay. show. Agreed. Uh, Joss Whedon's grandfather used to write for right. um, Andy Griffith. yeah um, That's what I. That's how I'm going to endorse it. It's the goddamn Andy Griffith show. Have you ever heard of this show? It's called I Love Lucy. Oh man, it's really kind of primitive, but yeah, okay. Yeah, Yeah. there's this there's this musician from the 50s. I think his name is Elvis. Okay, the Andy Griffith show. that
1: I that I thought that Andy Griffith in that show was like kind of hot.
0: You're not alone. I mean, you're hardly alone. Carry on, (laughs) But but um, so so Barty gets involved and he's trying to save Opie and all of his little friends. Yeah. And so he goes to his friends and he, he gets this idea, he's somehow gonna like scam the next level of the multi-level marketing or something like that. And so but so to explain it, to introduce a concept, he says, Hey kids, how do you fight fire? With a hose. <laughs> say, no, no, you fight fire with fire And then like <laughs> the they're about this and then Andy comes in and says, Andy, how do you fight fire? And he looks at <laughs> just like With a hose. (laughs) I'm not doing it justice. (laughs) You have to see it. But um, just kind of how do you fight fire? With a hose. Uh, All right. Uh, Wolverine number four. Let me, let me cue this up here. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Wolverine, the number one. By the way, we're talking about Wolverine for the next uh, week or two, possibly four weeks. We'll see how this goes Uh, because we need to get this limited series down the hatch before we press on with the uncanny X-Men.
1: Yeah.
0: Classic, classic limited series. Wolverine is holding up three claws and one finger, but maybe not the one finger you're thinking of. He's beckoning us in with a smile that conveys welcome or menace or probably both. As we turn to the splash page, the teeth are still exposed and gritted, but now the lips are pulled back in a snarl. It's Wolverine's comic, and we're guests on his terms. (laughs) He's climbing a mountain by himself without equipment or safety ropes. Chasing something wild and natural, hoping to tame it, knowing that he cannot. This might be a metaphor. (laughs) So, too, might be the phrase, dying's a long way from being dead. Not a metaphor, maybe, but certainly a mission statement. (laughs) He kills the bear and then lapses into accounting terminology about balancing the books. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: This is definitely a metaphor (laughs) or a simile or something. Uh, the first person narrative catches us up on what happens next. Faster than you can say, meet you at Tim Hortonsy, eh? Logan <laughs> leaves Canada for New York, uh, reads his mail, then flies to Tokyo. He chats with an old spy pal, Asano Kimura. Asano tells him that Mariko is married. We get a bit of hooey about the Eastern concept of honor, and Logan suits up to climb some more shit. <laughs> But first, he stares down some wild dogs. Communicating in the universal language of homicidal animal, he convinces them not to bark. Beneath a statue of the Buddha, Wolverine catches up with Mariko and finds that her new husband has gone Ike Turner on her. Mariko tries to explain that this is all for the best and consistent with Japan's Japan, Japans <laughs> consistent with Japan's weird notions of social contracts. This is interrupted by the entrance of Mariko's violent, entitled, chauvinistic, and nerdy husband. (laughs) Wolverine is about to kick the crap out of and or kill him, but Mariko says that it's his right to punch her. What the actual what? (laughs) Why is Logan into this chick? Anyway, Wolverine gets stuck with some poisoned ninja stars, but they don't kill him. This time, he's the bear.
1: Ooh, I didn't catch that.
0: We now meet... Oh, very clever. (laughs) We now meet Mariko's father, Yeshida Shingen. They fight with wooden swords, which is both physically and emotionally harmful. Shingen kicks the crap out of Logan. He goes animalistic, and Mariko dumps his ass. (laughs) He wakes up on the Ginza, about to get mugged. He's saved by a woman with knives. That's the good news. The bad news is that she seems a little possessive about Wolverine. fade to black <laughs> what will happen now
1: do you know who that woman is
0: yes um but i don't know if she has uh, been identified um when this series came out hmm. uh this may or may not be her first uh appearance i'm not going to spoil it by giving you her, her name
1: so reading at the because first... her name would spoil <laughs> everything her name <laughs> okay <laughs>
0: her, her name is beth actually it's bethany but <laughs> beth for short bethany uh... <laughs> Okay.
1: Yeah, Elizabeth for long. Um, <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. I'm, I'm eating a truffle. So 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 fire away with your thoughts about the issue. So,
1: okay, my I had a question also, but um, I liked this. I liked this issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the like the the Wolverine like uh, sort of dramatic language stuff. I mean, I feel like when we first started this this project, mm-hmm. I was always really <laughs> irritated by his like weird contrived.
0: It, 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 Purple prose? Uh,
1: incomprehensible. Like, what sort of accent is this supposed to be? Oh, he's from Canada, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's got this sort of weird uh, kind of rural twang mm-hmm. thing, but not Canadian. But yeah, I'm kind of over that.
0: Cool. Yeah, um, good. You
1: told me that I'd have to get over it, so I've.
0: I tried, yeah, tried okay. to get over it. Rare um, instance where
1: <laughs> <laughs> tell you that
0: you should do something and you do it. Yeah.
1: Uh, this one reminded me a little bit of the one where he he wakes up um, yep. and then he's with the brood. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe that's maybe that one got a lot of positive uh, press or press feedback. Right. Um, but the sort of uh, being alone with Wolverine's thoughts was, uh, you know, it's always mm-hmm. fun. Uh, he's dramatic and, uh, succinct, but yeah, I, I like the line, uh, dying's a long way f- yeah.
0: Dying's a long way I from being dead. quickly,
1: but dying's a long way from being dead.
0: Uh, true enough, man. Actually, I, I, I really, I really had fun, uh, had fun with that as well. That, uh, that's a goodie. Yeah. Dying's a long way from being dead. So repeat that to me when I'm like 85 or 89 <laughs> or whatever in, in worse condition than I am now.
1: <laughs> the bear lasted longer. Yeah. But I let the man live. Yeah, I love the yellow My favorites are like the yellow boxes with his inner Yep. His okay. inner narrative. Yeah. uh was very very charming. What was my question? Question oh about the lady. So when you when when you were reading this for the first time, yeah. you did not know who she was. I did because oh, I think did. that I
0: had read the um the Men bit uh part of the, the I'm going to get the timing of this wrong, but um, I know that I I, I read the X Men. I don't think I was even interested in reading this series. My brother had it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Brother was not as into comics as I am, and I, I think he's, he's probably quietly amused that I'm still reading comic <laughs> books. Um, but he had this one. Uh, I know that it was in our house, and and then like something happened, it, like it just sort of disappeared. Yeah. Um, so he had it, and I didn't get around to it for a while because remember, I was I was not into Wolverine at the time.
1: Hmm.
0: So I, I think that I did know who she was, but yeah.
1: Interesting. December 19th, I'm sorry, I'm looking at the middle thing.
0: Uh, Mile High Comics, Denver, Colorado. Yeah. They routinely had an ad um, on, on the, the page with the staples.
1: <laughs> the middle page, the center of yeah, the comics. We, <laughs> yeah.
0: we spent loads of time looking at those Yeah. just th- because, again, rem- this is pre-internet. Like, right. that is the 1982 the equivalent of, of the internet. Scrolling through the internet. Uh, yeah, so yeah. Exactly. Just because you don't know what comics even exist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this was a window into that. Like, I'm going to fire that up.
1: And they had some stuff here that was, like, kind of expensive.
0: Uh, Yeah. Well, giant size X Men number one. I think I think that's like at fifty five, yeah, fifty five bucks. Uh, it was forty five at the Great Escape in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. The Great Escape, which appears in an ad here, you can be forgiven for having missed it, but um, I saw it. Oh, okay, cool, yeah. cool, cool. There
1: was a listing of places. I looked up Chicago. I looked up Illinois Lyle's Hobby and Craft Center, which not a place I'm familiar with because it <laughs> may as well have been in Brazil. Exactly. Up in Illinois but yeah and then i saw right underneath it the great escape a place that i've been to
0: you have i suppose oh, yeah. you have been yeah i
1: have sorry it's so like the... Luke cage
0: number one 12 bucks 12, 12 1982
1: that's yeah. um yeah yeah the uh the the like classified ad sorry i'm i'm moving back away from the story but no like that's the, okay the classified heads really, really cool our listeners uh our listeners definitely care. tune into yeah. this yeah they don't give a shit <laughs> they don't care what we talk about
0: 2001 was adapted uh to be a comic mm. i'm sure that was a hot ticket
1: so okay so when he shows up <laughs> to see when he shows up to see uh mariko yes she says
0: uh oh, fucking shogun warriors god damn that shit was so cool robotic kaiju is the best kaiju
1: she says okay Logan you have come at last too late and then he says I came as soon as I heard Beriko-chan and she says do not call me that you have not the right so it was like is she happy to see him or not like, it was unclear to me
0: she's not happy to see him why not uh, well like her life is all fucked up now
1: I guess but wouldn't she be at least happy to see him I don't know
0: no, because um, I mean, I think I think for a lot of reasons, um, or maybe just two. So he, he, so she's been forced to marry this guy, right? And say what I will about. I have no idea. I, I, I'm strongly skeptical that this notion of, sort of family honor is something that would have been practiced. I mean, I get that Japan culturally is different. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Japan, Japan, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> culture. Japan. Brief aside: uh, if you've not seen Treme, yeah, you uh, treat yourself. You should stop
1: listening right now exactly, and go and find Tremaine
0: it. because it's about, there's a there's a, a, a jazz musician and he, he he has a fan who comes from Japan. And every time he says to his wife, "Oh, he's coming all the way from Japan." Says, Japan, Japan? So I can't say the word Japan without repeating it questioningly. Japan, Japan? All right. So uh, Japan culturally uh, I'm I'm I get it that it's different. But it feels a little over the top and kind of playing into the fact that even in the – well, in the 1980s, it was that weird crescendo of it was still exotic to Americans Mm -hmm. um, and also – the, the, the economic uh, might of Japan on right. uh, their cur- like, like auto industry and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I
1: remember Japan yeah. seeming like a big deal. It was a huge deal. At you know, huge a, deal. It, it, it probably yeah, yeah, about yeah. that time yeah. uh, in terms of technology and all that and then it's like you look at a map and Japan's like this tiny country. Like, Well, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I mean a lot, we'll leave geography out of it yeah, for yeah. now. Um... I mean, so is England. Yeah, true, uh, And yeah. they conquered like two-fifths of the world. Conquered. She's <laughs> used their crazy technological uh, uh, happenstance to uh, enslave people. Anyway, we don't like colonialism. Um, Mariko yeah. <laughs> uh, knows that she would have been forced into this marriage. Um, so wolverine can't help her he can only make it worse his presence there's only going to make her terrible situation worse also when he was sending her letters um or whatever I, the timing of this might not be quite right but like he's off uh in a different galaxy right yeah that's true for a while. He was in space
1: for a while yeah Fair, so she must have been like, "What the fuck? Where, where are you?"
0: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that the, the, there's that element of it, but um, so it, it, it's authentic. You can kind of see why she'd behave like this. It also serves the narrative mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. You, she needs to be, you know, boy meets girl girl's already married to an abusive husband uh in compensation for some weird ritualistic honor bullshit, bullshit
1: to do with swords <laughs> yeah
0: boy loses girl
1: yeah
0: <laughs> yeah so you have to do that
1: yeah do we know more like do you know more about mariko at this point than not much i think she's shown up
0: a couple w- of times
1: once or twice yeah. you know
0: that she exists i mean she showed up in uh, i was like 143 And that's probably her first appearance, Mm because Wolverine's wearing that bolo tie and the cowboy hat. Right. (laughs) This is my lady. (laughs) And uh, he thinks about her when they are, uh, when he's, like, hallucinating on on Brood World. Right. Uh, And I don't know that she, she's certainly not been a significant presence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So, there we are. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. Um, What was I about to say? Oh, um, Japan. Japan, 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 Japan. So, have you seen Rising Sun and or read the book Rising Sun? I think it's called Rising Sun by uh, Michael Crichton. I
1: have... It's um, not. <laughs> that was a uh, mid-yawn. I have. Okay. I don't know why I'm yawning because it's like both I'm both cold and warm right now. That's weird. I'm cold because it's cold okay. in the Cluteo, but You've I'm got warm malaria. because I've got a blanket on All me right. and I'm weirdly yawny. Okay. Um, um, I don't. I don't think I have read that book.
0: Black Rain is another one. That's a Ridley Scott movie with Michael Douglas. Um, I would want to rewatch both of the Rising Sun. The book came out, I think, maybe in the '80s. Um, I, I haven't read the book full disclosure. The film with Sean Connery and Wesley Snipes mm-hmm. um, And I have no idea how legit this is, but any representation of the Japanese in in a. US production is all about explaining that like like Klingons don't get. <laughs> <laughs> this much, like, cultural expository like, dialogue.
1: Explamations,
0: yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's basically how they are presented. Yeah. Um, and my familiarity with Japanese cinema, let's be clear, does not extend further than the works of Akira Kurosawa and Godzilla. <laughs> but, like, the, you know, the Japanese, at least in those films, seem like a lot saner than their presentation, and like, like oh, when they say this, they really mean this. Yeah. Like,
1: really? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Know, and, yeah, um, it's always
1: seemed like a place that that was really tied up with very, very specific, nuanced cultural. Um, no, no, I think stuff. that that's how we yeah. that's
0: how we read it. That, yeah, that's what I mean. exactly, yeah. and and that a lot of that in U.S. representation has to do with you know, kind of two things. Most immediately in the 1980s, just pure terror of the Japanese.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it had been not that, it, it had been within the living memory of millions of Americans that we had just finished a war with them. Right. Um, pretty, pretty brutal right. war. Yes. <laughs> um, and, and, and so on. Um, but also that, like economically, we were it was this Reagan era thing, and like you had Lee Iacocca doing ads about how yeah we
1: were all frightened of Japan uh, owning it, owning America somehow that too yeah
0: yeah that too I can yeah they opened uh, it was Toyota opened up a, a plant in Georgetown Kentucky yeah this, Kentucky went apeshit yeah, yeah. about this um in ways that seem fully you know, I get it I mean I, I mean uh, you know, xenophobia is bad but at the same time. One does get, uh, you know, wary right, right. When, 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 you know there is a loss of um, kind of economic agency. Right. But if, if you see a movie like American Factory, I was going like, to say like, you
1: should whatever that. I'm going to just ask you the name of that movie and yeah, that if they haven't seen it, they should also yeah stop listening to this and go watch it because that movie was awesome.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I don't know how um how that that plant and like is has fared, Continue but like do, I, yeah. I want to say like probably. Pretty well.
1: Yeah, I don't know for the
0: people who work there. Um, But uh, do you think
1: well? I don't know. I felt like they were struggling. Well, here's the thing. Here's the
0: we're going to get into a weird, um, weird kind of economic uh, dialogue here. Uh, The days of like the 1950s and 60s, where you could be an auto worker in Detroit and support a family of four and send them all to college, that was a weird quirk that is gone. Mm Um, I, I think that prior to that factory being there, I don't know how much industry there was. and I mean, you know, like Georgetown, like it's um, – I mean, they would have had like little bits and bits and whatever. Sure. But I'm, I'm sure that it brought – I'm not saying that these are jobs that uh, – that would have been better than working at the dollar store. Right. Uh, On and and, and, and right. I, I don't mean that in a belittling or patronizing yeah, way. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> here's where we are yeah. in in Gilded Age uh, America in 2020. Um, anyway, we were all paranoid of the Japanese, we were, we were and that very bled into Japanese. Yeah. yeah, that bled into uh, a lot of the cultural representation of them. And um, I'm, I'm very very curious, kind of what it looks like from the perspective of some in Japanese. Right. Uh, and also...
1: Like what the 80s looked like from...
0: Uh, these comics or like, right. like movies like Rising Sun. Because I can tell you, like, the way that Americans are portrayed in some stuff, is like, whoa, whoa, hang on. Right. <laughs> we, we, we don't... I mean, yes, more of us own guns. I don't own a gun. I don't own a cowboy hat. <laughs> I don't live on a ranch.
1: <laughs> I don't eat corn on everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've never known anyone um, you know, well enough that was Japanese to, to sort of yeah, exactly, discuss any of those yeah, yeah, things yeah, yeah. with them. Yeah. yeah.
0: I took two years of Japanese in yeah. college. You um Ohio Gozimas.
1: <laughs> ah, which means that you can count to ten. <laughs>
0: um yeah, maybe seven. I can yeah. count to seven. <laughs> At my peak, I think I knew like maybe about two hundred or so characters. Yeah. Um I, I could I could I could barely so you do mention and, and all that stuff is atrophied. But mm-hmm. um it was fun too. It was fun to learn yeah, Japanese. Yeah, I'm sure. But but that that was that was kind of the um because you know the '90s started their uh, economic stagnation, mm-hmm. um, uh, deflation, and so on yeah, and no, so forth. No one's
1: worried about Japan anymore. <laughs> well,
0: no, no, we yeah. you know, we're, 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 we've redirected our yeah. economic xenophobia to uh, to China. But um, my interest in taking Japanese was a, a, a kind of a kind of a last gasp of that curiosity mm-hmm, about that uh, uh, about the culture. Yeah. yeah. Interesting.
1: Um, so I'm looking at the art in the the fight scene. Yes. With him and his dad. And there's a lot of like really cool movement in the I liked all that.
0: Here's so. So, yeah. It, Frank Miller. Yeah. This is your first experience with Frank. Frank goddamn Miller. <laughs> who is just an absolute giant in terms of comics and one of the many additional kind of like unsung people uh, behind these. Everybody knows MCU. Everybody knows who Stan Lee is. Right. If you ask the average MCU person, have you ever heard of Will Eisner or Alan Moore or Chris Claremont or Frank Miller or John Byrne, you're probably going to get some blank stares. Mm-hmm. Frank Miller had a lot to do with uh, popularity of comics and and how they're treated. He also was very active in the film industry. Uh, Have you seen uh, Sin City?
1: I have not seen it.
0: Uh, It's good. Yeah. Uh, Unless I've seen
1: it with you. Have I seen it with you? You have not. I saw
0: that... I saw that in Munich. Mm. I can't remember. It might have been like one of those midnight—you don't know what you are getting into things. Or it might have just, no. I mean, I mean like it would have been very welcome. Walk- That's how I saw Sideways. Uh, yeah, they would do this midnight movie, and it's like they don't tell you what it is. Um, where was
1: that?
0: Um, uh, Cinema Munich. Mm, did I ever? Yeah.
1: I never did that. No, no, no. By the
0: time that you me. got there, it was like the idea of starting a movie at midnight <laughs> was. Uh, we, we were. I mean, yeah. When I first got to Munich, like, hey, all right, afterwards we'll go out. You know, like. <laughs> I had a, a lot more energy back then. Um, but yeah, Frank Goddamn Miller. And this is early, early, uh, yeah, early-ish Frank Miller.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Other thoughts about about this really striking, dynamic, uh, wonderful uh, art?
1: It's striking and dynamic. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, I really liked it. Unfortunately, so, because... I, I
0: can't ask a question without front-loading it with my answer. Because, Sorry.
1: Because uh, the the Jeremy Barmy nature of uh, time yep. right now. I did not actually realize that today was Sunday, which is also the day that we record uh-huh. this until this morning, which means that I didn't give myself enough time. To, oh, you just read like, it? I read it once, um, okay, but okay, I really okay. didn't give myself enough time to like really read it or to do any of the Googling that I Yeah sometimes like to do um so that i don't sound like an idiot when we talk about these things you don't
0: sound like an idiot Uh, my only two comments about frank miller um i suppose three like one is this is early ish period uh frank miller Mm -hmm. he stylistically he he evolves Mm -hmm. uh, over time um the other two things i'll say um Kind of, kind of heavy on the inking, not in a negative way, right. but uh, I, I like that. You get a little bit of that, that sense of, like, Paul Smith, where because, um, you know, the inking tends... And, and Miller's not inking his own stuff, but when people inking ink him, mm-hmm. uh, this seems to, to happen. Um, there's not a lot of clutter. Right. Right. So the figures um, are, are very weighty, very, very stark. The third thing that I'll say about Miller, in terms of the action bits, he's very good at it, but he looks a lot different than a lot of other artists. Mm-hmm. Whereas other artists like like Paul Smith and John Byrne, um their action sequences are, are like more kinetic mm-hmm. and conveying movement. Miller's, in my view, they look a little bit more static, hmm. but the impact is greater.
1: Right. Hmm. So
0: so um
1: I don't know I'd have to look cuz like these look pretty kinetic and movement like to me. I am so not I saying I'm not they'll... saying
0: that they're that they're fully static right. but um so put differently uh I'm trying to think if Miller ever really spent much time drawing uh, someone flying. Mhm. But if you want to have someone draw a picture where a guy is getting punched, he's <laughs> yeah. your man.
1: He's your guy, right? Yeah, because you yeah. can really feel That's those punches. Exactly, in the, in the and yeah. and he
0: does that. Um, you know, so when we talk about movement, or for me, you know, movement in Frank Miller, it's all about like the the physicality of the impact mm-hmm. rather than anything graceful yeah, about the movement. That.
1: I guess I could see that. Yeah, yeah, because the end, like when he hits him on the back, or like this last. You really feel that fucking oh, yeah. sword, yeah. like uh, you know, jabbing you or whatever it is that it's.
0: Yeah, it looks it looks painful. Yeah, that it's yeah. doing.
1: Yeah, very neat. Uh, very neat art. Well, I'm curious. I mean, you know, I do like a good romance, so I'm curious. Uh,
0: <laughs> this might not be the thing for you. <laughs> it's not like they're gonna have a meet cute or uh, anything. Uh, yeah,
1: I'm curious what. Just because it's like a short thing, that I guess then we'll have some finite end point in four yes. issues, right? He either exactly. gets yeah. the girl back or he doesn't or she dies or you know she dies f- for a while.
0: Right. <laughs> or something. Yeah, I'm not going to spoil anything, but um it's a good um, it's a good limited series.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, this is one of the first limited series that Marvel did.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: According to Wiki, it's the second one that they've done. Huh. Uh, That they did ever. I don't know what the first one would have been possibly Vision and Scarlet Witch. All right. And and so these four issue limited series, they used to be pretty common. Yeah. I love them.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a great, you know, it's a great sort of beginning and end to thing versus like some sort of soap opera long term thing where there's always a new problem and always a new solution. Right. It's like a standalone.
0: Yeah. It, weirdly, it's little it's project. like um, you know, the limited series is to like Netflix TV series, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, as like, like Netflix will uh, very often the series they'll they'll overdo it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But um, I think eight issues or eight episodes. How many episodes was a uh, Defenders? It was it was too too many.
1: The Defenders was as many episodes as it was too many. So. <laughs> However many episodes it was, it was that number plus one. Despite the fact, despite the fact that it
0: had the coolest moment in MCU cinema, it had a cool
1: fight scene. Yeah,
0: Wu Tang Clan.
1: Yeah, and yeah, yeah. it was cool. I mean, it's that, it was cool.
0: that was like I, I, I'm, I'm happy that God placed me on Earth <laughs> so that I could, I could see that moment. Just when, when they stop, and then Tank Clan coming at you.
1: Yes. I cannot remember a single other thing about that series apart from. that What fight famous
0: sequence. actress was in the series?
1: What famous actress? Fa- I,
0: yes, famous actress. I have
1: no idea. I can't remember. Kind of
0: big name, big name star was it was a uh, you know guested in that in that series. No idea. I'm going to tell you, and you're going to be astonished.
1: Yeah, I can't remember anything. It might have been one of those times where I was yeah. like napping a lot, might so I been, might yeah. have slept through some of those episodes. I yeah. can't remember anything at all about it.
0: Defenders was actually pretty good. It it did need at least one fewer episode, maybe two fewer episodes. Yeah. But I want to say like it was six rather than eight. Mm. Um, but it, it was relatively tight, could have been tighter. Uh, Sigourney Weaver.
1: Sigourney Weaver was. (laughs) I knew you weren't going to (laughs) remember. I still don't remember. (laughs) Uh,
0: She was in it. She was great. Actually, she was really fantastic. What did I
1: need to rewatch that now? Uh, Did she play?
0: She played. uh, She played the villain. Uh, She played the villain who was really into classical music. And I can't remember what villainy they were perpetrating. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. slowly coming back to me now. Sigourney Weaver.
0: She was fantastic. She looked like a million bucks. Sigourney and, uh, Weaver, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like at one point we there was a lot of that Marvel to, like, we watched Jessica Jones, and, and like and now it's sort of...
0: we got to circle back on that. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I enjoyed
1: the first seasons of pretty much all of those things. Yeah. Um, but are then, that, but then second, I sort of lost the plot.
0: Second season Luke Cage was better than the first, I thought. Mm. First half of uh, first season of Luke Cage was really terrific. Yeah. Um, I can never pronounce the dude's name right. Mahershala Ali. Yeah. He was fantastic. Yeah, he was awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But then the Golden Fist or whatever that was, like that one was horrible. And then somehow <laughs> the I The Golden just, Fist? What was it called? <laughs>
0: um, don't Google the Golden Fist.
1: You don't want to do that.
0: Uh, uh, iron Fist. Iron Fist. Yes. Right.
1: Yeah, that was horrible. And uh did uh, that guy. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, it just, yeah, somehow that derailed the whole... Marvel That's on the scale from Falfram yeah. Right.
0: Hey, speaking of uh Marvel TV shows that suck. <laughs> I'll go ahead and go there. um the Inhumans. We watched all of the Inhumans over a two day period. We
1: did. Yeah. <clears throat> you know.
0: Profoundly mediocre.
1: Yeah, it was pretty mediocre. That was actually the worst. Okay.
0: Yeah, the first episode or, the first two episodes were kind of yeah. alright. The worst thing about it is here's like it's not bad enough to be like bad. It's just
1: it's not bad enough to be like fun bad.
0: It's like it's like you have ice in your coke and you leave it and it's not quite room temperature, so you're gonna throw it out. But the ice is melted, your soda's watered. That's the inhumans. <laughs> the inhumans is like a a, a forty degree half melted
1: yep.
0: uh, uh, glass of soda.
1: Yeah, it reminded me a little bit. couple of, of s- bubbles. like what was it that we watched? like the green the green arrow.
0: Green Arrow, yeah, we watched oh. that. That's that's DC, of course. But yeah,
1: then. um, it was a little bit like that. I don't know. Somehow, it, Green Arrow like,
0: is yeah. everybody
1: was too attractive, and
0: yeah. uh, that
1: kind of took me out of it.
0: Flash as well. Everybody's just like like incredibly it's like hot. Like in some
1: weird like like it's <laughs> like some weird action soap opera thing. Yeah, I know. yeah, And then like everyone is too good looking. It's like actually they just call
0: it Arrow. That's the whole the, thing that's Arrow, it The, right. TV the show. whole thing um, has like
1: some weird kind of uncanny valley feel to it. And Humans was a little bit like that. Yes. Um,
0: yes. Where it, you just think, like, some someone just went to a street corner in L.A. or they went to a beach and they're like, like give me that one, give me that one.
1: Yeah. And, like, even the, yeah. the, the settings all seemed, I don't know.
0: Were in era or? Both. Or a, like the, but, yeah. Like they didn't well, seem like
1: real cities. They sort of seemed, like, yeah. weirdly fake somehow. I don't know.
0: That's, um, like on, on on behalf of the people of Vancouver. <laughs>
1: Vancouver because, is really nice and clean. You know Maybe that's you
0: know it's weird. lately like, like, I hear it's an incredibly expensive city um, uh, to live in, but uh, it was where a lot of um, a lot of TV shows filmed fell. there because yep. it was cheap. And certainly mm-hmm. like the '90s, like the X Files. Yeah, the X Files, um, not to be confused with the podcast that we're <laughs> now in. Uh, like the X Files filmed in in Vancouver, and so you just get the sense of like, okay, so it's like uh, you know, give me the cheap canadian equivalent of uh, of things but <laughs> vancouver is actually re- yeah yeah re- like but like vancouver is really expensive uh, mm, apparently. you, you can't you mean. can't touch a house for under a million no, okay canadian dollars but, cover, but yeah. still it's a you know yep. yeah agreed um the letters the letters
1: the letters do you read the letters wait a
0: minute did i read the letters okay, I, I only
1: gl- i meant to come back to the letters and again because i don't know what day of the week this is i failed um but i glanced at them as you were doing your recap. Uh, it's not the
0: letters. It's uh, the, bullpen the bullpen bulletins. Sorry, you're right. Uh, you know what the bullpen is?
1: Like in a baseball game?
0: Well, right. But what they're... what they, uh, The bullpen... <clears throat> uh, Marvel probably still has, but very famously in the uh, 60s, 70s, 80s, definitely had offices in Manhattan.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, like on Park, a- Park Avenue? I think Park Avenue. Uh, where people would actually go and yeah. draw, they, they wouldn't. No, no, they wouldn't sit in a coffee shop with their lattes <laughs> and their and their and their smartphones writing comics. They would go to like a fucking like Mad Men I was say, style like Mad
1: Men office. Yeah. A, absolutely,
0: yeah. yeah. And so, uh, kind of all of the the people who were there were, like writing uh, they, that's referred to as the bullpen.
1: Huh.
0: I did not know that. Yeah. So, you, but but go ahead. Well, What do you have to say about yeah, the, so the bulletins? They talk
1: about he, they talk about meeting. Um, they talk about meeting John Blushy. Yeah. And I guess he had died. Right. 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 around This time. And so yeah. that was a, us just, a, you know, it started out saying that it was a downer and yep. it was in fact a downer, but it was an interesting little story about how they, how they met him.
0: Oh, this is uh, from Jim shooter. This. Uh,
1: yeah. I was trying to figure out whose signature that was.
0: Uh, yeah. Jim shooter. Um, a guy who has like not an awesome reputation, but I think his unawesome reputation is undeserved. I think um, he had a hand in generating the, the Bronze Age of comics at mm-hmm. Marvel. Uh, Jim Shooter, if you're listening, I know you're not. But if you're listening, <laughs> uh, well done, man. I mean, I I should hope to have a legacy like Jim Shooter did. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, there's this great interview with him uh, where he talks about how the money side of things just – ruined it yeah <laughs> but he, he tried to do some good stuff and he did yeah, yeah. He, the, he, he hit the fucking bullseye. Yeah. of that guy
1: yeah so he talks about you know people are concerned that he's tired uh, he's been to some conventions and then something yeah. with someone named bob layton who i don't know what that is he's a I don't he's know a who a that is writer, and they artist, had some sort yeah. of a you know made up uh, disagreement or something in the yeah. in the <laughs> pages here yeah so it was fun to read the even though I didn't get to pay as much attention to it as I should have done, the bullpen.
0: Quick aside about Jim Shooter. Yeah. He started writing when he was like 13 years old. He, he actually turned in scripts to DC like in the in the 60s or early 70s mm-hmm. when he was like 13. And uh, at Marvel, he one of the things that he did, and this is one of the reasons why why people have kind of questionable things to, to, to think about him, he wanted writers and artists to do shit on time mm-hmm. so that they could keep to a publishing schedule. So <laughs> right. like the first 12 months was just like trying to get comics out the door. Uh,
1: right on time.
0: Uh, yeah. r- right. So on time. And so occasionally these creative types would, would bristle at that. And one of them, uh, says to him, you know, I worked with your father like 10 years ago and he wasn't nearly the asshole that you are. Right. Jim Shooter, who grew up in uh, Pittsburgh says, my dad was a steel worker, baby. That was me. <laughs> I wrote that comic, <laughs> so which is is great. Um, I mean, it, you you cannot question uh, he, he, in contrast to all of the other, you know, the greed heads that were just like sucking on the carcass of Marvel mm-hmm. after Jim Shooter was gone. Jim Shooter, like he did, grow up uh, like lower middle class, mm-hmm. if that, right, right. Uh, in Pittsburgh. Um, he talks about his uh, first encounter with Marvel before they were giving him the job of editor in chief, editor in goddamn chief. Mm-hmm. He's like talking to them. It's like, so you know, I we went to New York and I had some meetings. Then I went back to my uh, to my bed at the Y with a stack of comic books. <laughs> he's staying at the fucking YMCA. Uh, this is a guy who loved comics and like his great crime was making them good and trying to ensure that creators got more money. Right,
1: right. <laughs> Yeah, interesting. So, I don't know. Any, I don't know very much about him, yeah, uh, about him. Yeah,
0: another. You know, Jim Shooter. Another name that you're never going to hear in connection with the, the MCU. MCU yeah. So many of the plots, so many of the characters would not exist mm-hmm. without Jim Shooter.
1: Hmm. Yeah. All right.
0: All right. So that's
1: all I've got. So we're going to do the next one of these.
0: You're not going to say anything about the fact that this was your Christmas gift?
1: <laughs> I thought we said that at the beginning.
0: Did, did we? Yeah, you I. Oh, sorry. Saying? I know okay. this was You're, my. Christmas. I'm joking.
1: I got comics for. I said my very. You very did. First
0: oh, so you did. You did. You day. Absolutely did. No, what I forgot to say that was I, I got my very first Hanukkah gift ever from you, <laughs> which was like a proper book, which I read.
1: <laughs> I got some comic books, too. which is fun because yeah, I've never yeah. had comic books before, yeah.
0: and they're all they're all X Men uh, or X Men adjacent.
1: Yeah, and our kids got pretty much <laughs> everything else in the world oh good heavens no 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 no, <laughs> no that's do, not true do that's not, not true. that's not true
0: they got they got stuff that like like it was nice i'm not gonna but they were so so grateful and they were, awesome. they were very very sweet uh, yeah, yeah and were, we both terrific. got
1: other things too
0: exactly yeah,
1: dramatic yeah. never mind
0: yeah i, yeah. Need my no, I mean it, it was a modest it was a modest our christmas which is typical for us yeah. well, well a because you know we don't you know
1: 75 percent of us are yeah so
0: yeah so exactly 75 percent of this house i'm a religious minority in my own home um <laughs> cultural minority in my own home so don't tell me who the real victims are (laughs) um crap oh oh, one final thought I don't know if we're ever going to get to this but I'm going to look it up on Disney Plus this limited series Mm -hmm. uh a lot of the elements of this plot were recycled for uh, a a movie called The Wolverine with Hugh Jackman All right, okay so I'm gonna read this, and and then you're gonna watch that if yeah. it's on Disney Plus. I'm not paying like, well, maybe I'll pay for it. Five dollars, yeah, probably. yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, I can swing it. I like I yeah. like
1: Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. I didn't have any issues with him in that in that role. Nor did
0: I. Yeah. No, he was good, but um, the, the X Men movies are a, a kind of a mixed bag. Yeah. First one's actually pretty okay. Um X Men First Class, I thought was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not on Disney Plus, weirdly. And um, Days of Future Yeah Days of Future Past was alright. Uh, Apocalypse was meh. Yeah, and dark phoenix i've not seen and don't really don't yeah, really, really need to or new mutants got a mixed bag uh, mixed mixed reviews <laughs> um okay
1: all right thanks for listening
0: thanks for listening uh oh yay happy new year yeah happy Everybody. new year
1: it'll be new year next year yeah, yeah. 2020 yeah fuck, fuck right off,
0: off. <laughs> thank you for listening to the x-men files